Well, good Tuesday morning, everybody. It is November the 30th, and my title today is The Power of Awe. A friend of ours, the smartest man in the room, the smartest man in the world, said something very simple and in words that are easy to understand. I bet you probably already know one of his most profound statements. At least, you might know it in your head. You probably have memorized it, but have not plumbed any of the depths of its meaning. We can know it in our head, but are not experiencing it in our lives, but we need to. It's in Proverbs chapter 1. Solomon writes these words, quote, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Fools despise wisdom and instruction. The concept I'm talking about is the fear of the Lord. Not uh, fear in the sense that, you know, we're supposed to be afraid of God. We can read the Bible from cover to cover and find many reasons we might be afraid of God. I mean, throughout the 66 books of the Bible, we can find evidence that when God gets angry and his patience wears thin, bad things happen. Severely bad things. Uh, I don't know about you, but the flood comes to my mind. He cannot only create the universe in six days, but he can flood the entire planet and wipe out all living creatures with 40 days and 40 nights of rain. Except those, of course, who are on the cruise ship USS Noah. And talk about global warming. There's going to be a time when Peter writes, quote, The day of the Lord will come like a thief. The heavens will disappear. With a roar, the elements will be destroyed by fire and the earth and everything done in it will be laid bare. There are numerous reasons why we should be afraid of what the holy, almighty, and all-knowing God can do. This universe that he built can be destroyed and remade with a snap of his fingers. And if you fail to make the nice list in the Lamb's Book of Life, and end up being naughty, he's created a place for you that will be painful and cause suffering for, oh, I don't know, eternity. These are biblical truths and certainly things of which we should be afraid. However, this is not what Solomon had in mind when writing about the fear of the Lord. A professor from Dallas Theological Seminary, Dr. Constable, wrote this, Fear includes not only a correct way of thinking about God, but a correct relationship with Yahweh. It is an affectionate reverence. Did you hear that? I like that phrase. It is an affectionate reverence that results in humble bowing to the Father's will. It is a desire not to sin against him because his wrath is so awful and his love is so awesome, end quote. So we could say that the fear of the Lord to those who are his children in Christ 
should be us having an affectionate reverence for God, not being scared to death. When it comes to life, one finds, quote, the beginning of knowledge is having an affectionate reverence for God. God, our Father, does not want us to be frightened over his anger and wrath because he's, he made us his children. He redeemed us from our sins. He sealed us with the Holy Spirit. And Christ, our Savior, has completely forgiven all of our sins by the shedding of his own blood and his death on the cross in our place. So let's just look at one good example and see what this awe of God can do in our lives. Now, what's the first thing that comes to your mind when you hear about the boy named David? Probably you think of David and Goliath. And what is it that you remember in that story? Well, quickly, the Philistines came to pick a fight with Israel, kill their king, and steal their kingdom. But why have this intense and life-taking huge battle between two armies? Let's just boil it down to a simple one-on-one -on -one fight. Mano a mano, winner takes all. Sounds good on paper. But when Goliath stepped forward and mocked Israel, it frightened the soldiers and they were quaking in their sandals. And uh, by, by the way, this happened 40 days in a row. Until a young teenager named David showed up and said these words to King Saul. Quote, your servant, meaning himself, your servant has killed both lion and the bear. And this uncircumcised Philistine will be like one of them, since he has defied the armies of the living God. David's awe was not looking at the size of the giant, but came from his having awe in his God. So he picks up five smooth stones, casually walked to the battlefield to face Goliath. And Big G, when he sees him, laughs at his puny opponent and says that David will become bird food. Then, shockingly, David runs toward him instead of away, and he TKOs him with his first punch, and he rocked his world. Then he ran over, took out Goliath's sword, and cut off his massive head, which I'm thinking decreased his height by at least 18 inches, but I digress. So do you know what the difference was between David and the entire army of Israel? All the soldiers were looking at was the opponent, and fear dissolved any courage they may have had. However, David looked at Goliath. He saw and heard this big, overconfident oaf, but it did not matter at all because David lives in awe of his God, the God of Israel. And since his God had already shown David what he can do when attacked by a lion or a bear, David just simply applied that knowledge to this situation and believed God would do what God wanted to do, implant a stone in his forehead, one and done. Listen, my friends, 
porn is our Goliath, and we've been running from him for decades. The problem is we cannot outrun it because now it's available 24-7, 365, and we stored a lot of junk in our own brains. And after, if we do run away, after that, we find ourselves coming back to get defeated again from our giant-sized sinful behavior. So tomorrow, let's see how the fear of the Lord, our awe factor, can help us in this battle we cannot seem to defeat on our own. This is John Doyle with 180 Podcasts. God bless you, my friends. I hope you have a great day in the Lord. We'll talk again tomorrow. Take care and goodbye.